While recessions and market downturns can be very challenging, the greatest threat to your own personal economy is your lack of financial literacy. Welcome, I am Camilla Jeffs, a 20-year student of money. I'm an introvert who started out broke and full of fear. Fast forward to today, where I've conquered the secrets of getting my financial house in order, become a professional investor, and built a business that supports my family. And I'm gonna show you exactly how I did it. We're going to talk about getting in the game as a real investor, building a business to support you, and passing on wealth strategies to the next generation. Think of this as your one-stop shop for all things money. This is the Quiet Wealth Podcast. I want to give a quick shout out to my podcast manager, Abby. If you're in need of help in launching and managing your own show, please reach out to her at productions at abbyguaki.com. I'll put her details in the show notes. She really is the best and I love her. Hello and welcome back to Quiet Wealth. I'm your host, Camilla, and this is episode 98, Navigating Economic Challenges and Building Wealth in Uncertain Times. So it's now November of 2023, and economists are still forecasting a recession. They've been talking about a recession for more than two years now. Most experts now believe it will begin in the first quarter of 2024. But what exactly is a recession? So let's back up a little bit. It's defined as two consecutive quarters of declining GDP growth. GDP stands for gross domestic product. It's basically growth of the economy. An analogy for the recession is kind of like a prolonged winter in the economy. So during a recession, economic activity slows down, very similar to how winter brings a chill and makes everything seem to move more slowly. The landscape becomes harsher and businesses like plants in winter may struggle to grow. Jobs can be scarce, kind of like animals are finding it difficult to forage for food. But just as winter can be a challenging season, a recession presents hardships for individuals, businesses, and the overall economic environment. However, just as spring follows winter, economies typically recover and grow after a recession. So the probability of a recession has crept up in the past few months, along with all sorts of negative headlines. And when everyone gets worried, they stop spending, which then leads to the recession. But who is telling you exactly what to do about it to make sure you don't take a financial hit during this recession? I have some steps that you can take to reduce the impact of an economic downturn. But first, don't make irrational decisions based on fear. You can't react before thinking through your financial plan because you could make things worse. Just remember, no market will go up forever. And conversely, no market will go down forever. And while recessions and market downturns can be very challenging, the greatest threat to your own personal economy is your lack of financial literacy. So let's talk about the six steps that you can take to reduce the impact of an economic downturn. Number one, there's always an opportunity. Energy goes where focus flows. If you are focusing on the problem, 
you will get more problems. If you focus on solutions, you will find the opportunities. For example, if people lose their jobs and then their homes, what do they still need? They need a place to rent. So there'll be likely an influx of people needing to rent who don't have enough cash to buy. So duplexes, fourplexes, apartment buildings, townhomes, or even land are great investments during a recession. And if you want to invest in those, you can join one of our group investments that we do here at Steady Stream Investments. And we are investing in apartment buildings, which are very strong recession resilient assets. The second thing you can do is find a very safe place to stash your cash. You won't get much return, but remember, this is a time to protect your money. So open a high yield savings account or a CD and they're at fantastic rates right now. Capital One is offering 5.3% on a 10-month CD. And Discover Bank is offering a high-yield savings account that pays 4.35%. And there are smaller banks that are paying even more, up to 5.15%. These are the best options to keep your emergency savings, which should be at least six months, and I think 12 months is better. But if necessary, you can use your emergency savings to cover any critical expenses. But really, try to keep your budget tight on discretionary spending to make that emergency savings last. Third thing you can do is minimize expenses. Now is the time to take a really deep look into your living expenses and monthly budget. So I did this for my family, recently did an audit of all the subscriptions we have and discovered we didn't really need that many subscriptions to softwares, to TVs, to all sorts of other things. And so we eliminated half of them. And these are what I consider leaks in your money. And over time, it can really drain you. Always make it a habit to live below your means, which means don't spend every dollar you make. If you have a two-income family, I have a challenge for you. See if you can live off of just one income and then invest the other. So imagine how quickly you could buy investment properties and build wealth if you had $50,000 a year to invest. So I have a free masterclass where I teach and show you exactly what it would look like to invest $50,000 each year for 10 years, and you're going to be surprised at the result. So you can grab that at my website, steadystreaminvestments.com forward slash masterclass. Step four, look for recession-proof stocks. So all stock market experts say that slow and steady investing will easily beat trying to time the market dips. So here's a few stocks to consider. Big Pharma. I mean, let's face it, we are not going to live without our drugs. And during hard economic times, more people need meds to get by. Therefore, Big Pharma should go up. Another thing to consider is that luxury items and extras tend to go down because people don't have as much money to spend. And instead, they go to discount retailers like Walmart. Two other examples of recession-resilient stocks are alcohol and utilities. People are always going to go for those. Number five is to invest in a recession-resilient business. Think boring here. Laundromats, storage facilities, RV parks, landfills, waste management, HVAC, plumbing, auto repair. All of these are called necessity businesses. People always need to eat. 
But when times are tough, they stop eating out and instead spend their money at the grocery store. So recession-resilient businesses are tried and true. Often they've been around for a long time and they've withstood the test of time. So they have a very simple business model and minimal innovation, but boring can make you rich. You can search for businesses for sale at www.bizbuysell.com and I'll make another podcast episode all about buying a business. Step six, finally consider gold, silver, and U.S. treasury bonds. So treasuries are debt obligations that are issued and backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. Bond funds are considered to be a safe haven during tough economic times. But remember, the safer an investment seems, the less growth you can expect. Now, these six tools are important to help you get through any difficult time in the economy. The goal is to come out on the other side in one piece financially, and eventually the economic uncertainty will settle and you need to be ready for that change. Did you know that during the pandemic, there was a new billionaire created every 30 hours? In early 2020, there were 2,095 billionaires. And by the end of 2022, there were 2,668. The overall wealth of billionaires grew as much in the two years as it did in the previous 23 years. And do you know which industries grew the most? Energy, food, and pharmaceuticals. In fact, Moderna, who made the COVID vaccine, made 12 billion dollars off of that, and four individuals became billionaires thanks to profits from just that vaccine. So I tell you this to help you understand that recessions do not necessarily mean you go backwards in your finances. Think of it as a vertical jump. In order to jump high, you must bend your knees. In other words, we have to contract before we expand. So we are simply in the contracting phase and the stronger your muscles are or the stronger your financial knowledge is, the higher you will be able to leap. Simple habits such as having an emergency fund, building strong credit, multiple income streams, diversifying your investments and minimizing your expenses are not only crucial to building wealth, they will also protect you in the long run. Thanks so much for joining me today. Please share this episode with someone you know to help their lives. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining me on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, head on over to camillajeffs.com forward slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, much success.